Hi, welcome to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Shantz. In this episode, I'm going to interview a dynamic spiritual way shower named Michelle Burke. Michelle has quite the story, and it starts back in 2016 when her beloved husband, Paul, of 25 years passed away from melanoma. After that, she began speaking to him spiritually and wrote the book, Conversations with Paul. Prior to him's passing away, they had talked about traveling the world. And in 2017, she created a cardboard cutout of Paul and indeed traveled the world. And after that, she wrote the book, Traveling with Cardboard Paul. It's an amazing story. I hope you'll listen on because we're going to have some fun today. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Teresa. I'm really um, happy to be here and excited. Great. I'm excited to have you. And for me, when I've met you, Michelle, you've got such a presence to you, such energy, such really in the enthusiasm that goes behind this podcast. And I just really wanted to have you on here and not really knowing a lot of the story behind Paul and your journey with Paul and also with the cardboard version of Paul. So there were some things that really stood out to me as I was reading part of the book today was um, really like, you know, the life purpose of, of what you went through with Paul and how it kind of got you to where you're at now and what you're currently doing with um, the book and all the travels you've been. So do you want to share a bit about that with your your current, your life purpose? Um Yeah, well, that's always a big question, isn't it? Our life purposes where we spend our whole life trying to work out what it is and um, it might be just as simple as meeting your soulmate and um, experiencing life with them. And for me, I've asked this question many, many times before when um, I lost Paul is why did he leave when he did? Because he was 61 years old when he um, passed away. And we were supposed to grow old together and travel and do a whole heap of stuff. And he got sick and had um, cancer on and off for eight years. So I asked the question, why? And it might be just as simple as my purpose was to experience going through his cancer journey, being his um, support and carer and his advocate and experiencing that, and that's the reason why at the end of the day after he passed away, two weeks after um, he died, I started writing conversations with Paul. And I really was driven to write that because I went through so much in relation to the system of health system, the government system, trying to get um, death certificates and his ashes. It took It, it was so delayed that in the end... I thought, well, look, I'm an extremely intelligent woman. I've got a business background and I struggled. And I thought, well, who else would struggle if, you know, you didn't speak English or you were elderly? And that's a lot of the reason why I wrote the book. Well, and I know, Michelle, you also have a spiritual background. You've been working and doing your spiritual work for many years. And how did that come into play with moving through his, his passing and also moving past that? Well, that was a... Very interesting. Um, Paul used to call me a future banger, which um, he wasn't necessarily on <laughs> um, with me with my spiritual side, but I was. Um, I had weird things happening when I was a teenager. People would appear at the end of the bed and I was very much um, interested in um, new age, clairvoyancy, and used to often go and see um, psychics um, when I was younger. 
that wasn't until um, later on um, where I used to, we tend to attract people, like-minded people, and I had these beautiful spiritual friends that um, one day one of them who were, who was um, was aware of the inner peace movement in 2009 said, Michelle, you need to go and do this course, and it was the um, Astra Soul course, and um, to go and see the orientation lecture and um, the follow-up of that evening. And when I went to that first lecture, I went, oh, my God, this is exactly what I've been searching for. And it just put all the pieces into place and um, gave me um, tools and knowledge to know why I did what I did and what, what I was doing was um, okay and I was so in tune. So with that background um, and knowing um, what I did or do, with Paul um, leading up to his death, and I've got my, my two children too, um, my son, He's very spiritual as well, and um, he said to me um, a few weeks before Paul had uh, died, he said, Mum, I think Mum's, uh, Dad's going to die on the 16th of May, I think it was. And I said, yeah, no worries. I said, you know, we'll just park that there. And then what had happened is um, on the 16th of May, which was the Monday, Paul started to die. So during that week, weird things were happening and, Weird things always happen in my life and I see signs and things come through. But um, during that week, um, I did a, a huge healing on him because I do a little bit of hands-on magnified healing and that was to, to release him and, and um, um, all his karma, etc. cetera. And um, so what had happened was... Um, he was holding court and sitting up in bed and my guides were telling me what was going on and, and I was just saying, oh, when's, you know, you know he's going to leave? And they said, oh, look, you know, it'll be the 20th of May, which was the Friday. So on that particular day, my sister had come and um, she was staying with me for a few days and she left and she said, look, I've got this funny feeling that Paul's going to die today. And I said, yeah, I know, but it's just a matter of when. So early that morning, I looked at the clock, and um, because by then he he'd been heavily sedated and he was dying, and um, I looked at the clock and it was about ten or eleven o'clock, and I said, "Oh, look, he'll be gone by seven thirty this afternoon." And as I looked up at the end of the bed, his auntie appeared, who'd passed on from a um, motor neuron oh, quite a few years beforehand, and that just made me happy that he was someone was there to greet him. So when I, the funny thing is when I said I walked out with my sister to say goodbye to her and I had this amazing sense of freedom and excitement and it was very weird considering that I was losing my husband within hours of that. So that particular day, the house was cold, although it was beautifully um, sunny outside. The kids were around. Every time I mentioned something, we were all getting tingles. Like it was, um, it was a very weird day. But then when he passed away, um, I just jumped into action and, and then had to make phone calls and everything and ring the funeral home and everything else. But then when I rang the funeral home, they said, oh, um, where do you live? And I, I said, where we lived in Taylor's Lake. She said, oh, I used to live around the corner. I said, oh, really? And she says, do you know Greg? And he said, yeah, that's Paul's brother. I used to be next door neighbours. And the funeral, like you cannot make this stuff up. The connections that were happening 
throughout this whole period, and I write a lot of it in the book about what happened, um, was it just blows me away sometimes. But now I just accept it because it's just who I am and what happens on a day-to-day basis. Right, and what I feel too is that since you had such a background of knowing how to work, that your energy, knowing how to work with your guidance, knowing how to work with your sensitivities from a very young age, and then having that exploration through IPMI, it really just helped you along with going through all everything that you experienced. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And and um, also with my um, my sensitivities, I am able to um, speak with Paul from the other side. So after the next day after he um, passed away, I took our dog, Ollie, for a walk and I looked up to the sky and I said, good morning, darling, how are you? And he said, I'm fine, how are you? And we've had this conversation um, constantly from that day and I still keep in contact with him, probably not as much as what it was in the beginning, but I still always say good morning to him when I go on my walks every morning and, and some days he's there, some days he's not. Some days I actually sense him a feeling. Some days I actually see him, um, you know, in my mind's eye of, of, you know, and he'll come around out of the blue and he'll be laughing or he'll be smiling or he'll tell me something funny, especially when I'm interacting with our kids and um, he would, he'd be sitting there laughing and, and, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, I'm blessed that I'm able to do it um, and still be in contact with him. Without a doubt, that is lovely. And I know that it, uh, my when my brother passed away, he was in, he went through a, a, a he was an alcoholic, and he went through a big thing where his um his actually his liver exploded. It was kind of weird, but anyway, so he was not in good shape. And afterwards, that morning, he passed away. My he said to my mom, "I'm in no more pain." And I know that's something you mentioned that Paul said afterwards his passing about how he was at peace. He was no longer in any pain. Yeah, exactly, and. Um, as you know, recently I lost my mother um, about six weeks ago to cancer and the same thing happened with her, although their deaths were a little bit different. But with mum, um, I that night after she passed away and I walked outside and I just looked up to that beautiful clear sky and the stars were sparkling and I said, hi, mum, how are you? And she said, and she sent me, it wasn't words, but she sent me the song um, Feeling Good by Michael Bublé. And she started singing to me, you know, birds flying high, and I'm, I'm feeling feeling free, feeling good. And um, and I said, oh, thanks, Mum. And then she gave me the vision of her being young and free and pain-free. And it is so, um, I don't know what the word, I'm so grateful that, as we live in a in a soul in a body, um, once our once we um, die and go home again, they you just release all that pain and all you've got is, is is pure love and beautiful memories and that's all I get now from from them. So for me, um, I know Mum was extremely um, um, concerned about dying and she had this dread of dying, and for me. Um, preparing her for death, the good thing was that I was able to um, reassure her that everything was going to be okay, that she was loved and that um, she could come back and um, 
and communicate with me once she was gone. So, um, and we still do today. And occasionally, she's more probably more around my sister now than I am. But um, but that's for me. That's helped me through my grieving process, where I I've been really good, and I I'm not um, as sad because I'm still connected with her, and I still have those beautiful um, conversations with her. Um, and it's look, I'm so lucky. I am so blessed that I can actually um, get to do this. Well, you know, I feel that actually everybody could do that if they would just well a believe and trust in and work with their guidance and and just have that understanding that we're all energy and that whether we be in a physical body or in a spiritual body without you know spirit without a body, you can still connect with each other. I mean, of course, I understand too that you know, like you're mentioning, Paul is not coming around as much now as he was in the in the beginning, because Paul's probably got some other bigger things he's got to go on and do, right? <laughs> and come in once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll check it. I'll check yes, in with you, Michelle. Exactly. Comes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I call on him, he's sometimes there, but sometimes he's not. And look, I've asked him to do stuff where he's made it happen. So <laughs> it's a good thing. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So, hey, tell me a bit. I know this is a mini morsel of a conversation about, you know, um, you, but I want to hear about the cardboard cutout and your ex amazing adventures through America. You went to, what, Singapore? You went over to Europe? I mean, amazing. Just tell me a little about that because that is a super fun, interesting thing you did for Paul after he, did, after he passed away. Yeah, well, um, one of the conversations we had where, before he passed away was, because um, what what happened was I prepared him for death and he prepared me for life. And um, he asked me, what are you going to do when I'm gone? And I said, I'm going to travel. And I remember like it was yesterday, like I was just standing beside the bed and, and he said, oh, yeah, okay. And I said, I'm going to travel with you. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to get a, a poster of you or a photo of you. I fold you in my suitcase and take you, take you travelling. And he says, you're not, are you? I said, yeah, I am. And he says, you're not. I said, I am. And we went bantered on for ages and he, and he just laughed. And because Paul had such a huge, weird, sick sense of humour and I'm very similar where I've got this weird sense of humour too. But I, you know, and it's a bit of fun. So in 2017, um, I booked this um, trip of a lifetime where I'm a huge, big Paul McCartney fan. I know he's um, not getting any younger and I didn't think he was going to travel to Australia. So I booked um, a ticket to see him in New Jersey and also at Madison Square Gardens in New York. So um, with that, um, once all my trip was booked, I had um, to get a some kind of a photo or something that had to be sort of life-size. So I was talking to my cousin and he says, why don't you look at cardboard? And I said, what a brilliant idea. So I found a company that makes cardboard cutouts. He packs down into three. He fits it in his own bag and I put him in my suitcase and we go travelling. So we went on a 16-day tour around California, um, it was Las Vegas, San Francisco and back to LA. Um, and then we did um, New York. I did Texas, um, which from Houston all the way through San Antonio, Austin, Waco to Dallas. And then we flew to Paris. And here I am. And Paris was our um, number one place that we both wanted to visit. 
And a week before he passed away, he was telling, when he went for his last test, he was telling the nurses that when um, I'm better, I'm going to go travelling to Paris with Michelle. So here I am in the city of love um, with a cardboard cut out of Paul and um, I got lost and then I looked around and I saw the Eiffel Tower and I just burst into tears. I went, oh, what an amazing experience. So from Paris we picked up a 20-day tour, and I say we because Cabal Paul and I, <laughs> I say we, um, picked up a 20, 20-day tour of um, Britain and Ireland, and that was just an amazing experience. And I, majority of people on that um, tour were American. So I keep in contact with a lovely um, friend I met, um, Lisa, and she's from Florida. So we keep in contact and I'm hoping that she'll be able to come and visit us um, towards the end of the year, but I don't, I doubt it at the moment. But, and she's a widow. So I tended to attract uh, people that are like-minded and uh, widows. So, um, and then I had the amazing um, opportunity to visit Stonehenge. And I don't know if anybody's visited Stonehenge. It's just, I, oh, I cannot describe the energy and what came to me there was, it was just um, being home. So then when I asked, I tapped in with guidance, I was, I was there, I was a druid in a previous lifetime, I mean, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. So every time I go to Stonehenge, you know, I had the opportunity to go back last year and I was followed around by BBC Wilshire. Um, and every time I go there, it's just, oh, look, I can't. It's, if you want to find, if you want to connect into energy in any part of the world, that's one place to do it. It's, um, and it's that sense of being home. So, you know, and I know we're talking about spiritual stuff, but, you know, I, I totally believe that we've lived here before. We've lived, you know, we, we have multiple lives. And, and I know that for a fact that, you know, going to Stonehenge, I felt at home. Being in London, I felt at home. There are, you know, as I um, travelled around, and especially in England, where the more places I visited, like Windsor Castle, where I, I um, connected in with Henry VIII, of all people, um, like I sensed all these, um, um, all these spirits and these souls, and I had amazing experience in the Roman baths um, in Bath where there was a lot of old souls sitting there and, and I did a huge cleansing there. So, um, and I talk a lot about that in the hashtag Travelling with Carbon Ball book about my experiences um, at being a spiritual being at, um, in a human body, just travelling around the world with this cardboard cutout and uh, meeting these beautiful people and having amazing experiences and, you know, that's when we talked about purpose before, and I think that is my purpose in this lifetime to just um, meet people that um, have stories and share their stories and share my story and they share their stories. And and um, that's what I'm doing now with um, I'm on, on to my third book, doing die, um, Death, Dying and Beyond book, where it does talk about that death and dying, but also those stories of other people that have shared experiences from their loved ones who have passed on um, that they still connect in with. Cool. Beautiful. I was going to ask you what's next, Michelle, because that's 
quite a big um, journey you've been on the last couple of years. And now you're writing another book. Yeah, it, it is a huge journey. And, and at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of updating um, I'm updating my Facebook page um, with because I didn't write about last year's experiences, so I'm doing little sort of um, videos of um, storytelling of, of the funny experiences that happened last year. So I'm in the process of doing that. On the side, I'm trying to write Death Going Beyond. I've already started it, but it's just sitting there and writing it. And then I put a um, put together a um, a screenplay um, about our story um, whilst, I, whilst I was caring for mum. So that's just sitting there and waiting for it to do something. I've just got to connect in with um, some people to do that. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm busy and, and keeping my spiritual side up and connecting in with, you know, fellow um groupies or spiritual groupies or whatever we call them um, and keeping in contact with them and, and supporting and backing them as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm busy. Great. And so um, it sounds like you are busy, Michelle. You're a, an amazing woman and um, such a way shower for, like I said, people who um, really need that support and backing for what you've been through and what they may be going through. It's beautiful. So tell me, Michelle, um, how I'm going to have the links and in, in the um, notes of how they can get a hold of you. But I know that your books are on uh, michelleburke.com.au. I also yes. noticed they're on Amazon. Yes. You've also got conversations with paul.com.au. Yes. And beingconnected.com.au. Is there any other ways they can connect with you? Or are those the primary ways? Um, if you're on my website, but if you're on Facebook, there's the Michelle Burke Facebook um, page. Um, that I update that with all the travels of mainly Carbo Paul. Um, there's the Being Connected page, which is more of my spiritual side, where um, I'll occasionally put up. Um, I do, when we we'll talk about keyword, I look keep my keyword for the day, um, where I tap into guidance and ask them, you know, what's my keyword for today, and I will share that sometimes. Purely because it's not only for me, but also for others. And I send it to, I text a few um, girlfriends in the morning just saying, this is my keyword for the day. And they actually say, oh my God, it's amazing. I just needed that. Or what does that mean to you? Or the, and they'll let, them, let me know what that means to them. So I think that's, um, that's what keeps me going and how I, I um, how that keyword will fit into my day and usually it does and then I reflect on that at night so um, yes hmm. so you have quite a few ways of spreading your spiritual vibes <laughs> right Michelle I certainly do well I want to thank you so much Michelle for coming on today for sharing your story sharing your story about with Paul and cardboard Paul and what's coming up, I, I hope that my listeners will take, you know, take heart and go ahead and, you know, get your book and keep tabs of what's going on, because I know you've got that screenplay coming up and a lot of really amazing things are coming in the future for you. So I just really want to thank you for coming on today, Michelle. Thank you, Teresa. And thank you for having me. And it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, I, I look, 
you know, anything I've learned from um, losing Paul and mum is I, li I now live life to the fullest because life is so short and I live in gratitude and I'm majority of the time I'm positive purely because, um, yeah, life's, look, I've only got this one life in this body at the moment and I'm making the most of it. I hear you. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it. An ending to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual. And lucky you, you got to hear a little bit of my Australia slang after being here over eight months. A big thanks again to Michelle Burke for coming on and sharing her story. And if you like what you heard and want to hear any upcoming episodes, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. They are released every Tuesday and Thursday. And until then, keep your enthusiastically spiritual vibes super high and catch you soon. Bye. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.